Uh, it's a joy to be here. I thank the administration, provost, the assistant provost, for this opportunity uh, yet again to share with us. And uh, I want to just take a few minutes to pray, uh, even after our brother Jesse has prayed. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity. I commit myself. I lay myself before you. Search me. Use me. Lord, cleanse me, that I will speak only that which is of you, and that whatever is not of you, Lord, shall not be spoken. We commit each and every one of us that is on this platform, that even as they hear your word, it shall bring forth uh, change and a difference in their lives. We honor you and praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Great. Um, our topic today is uh, the Holy Spirit, a seal. And this month we are looking at uh, the Holy Spirit. So we are going to be speaking about the Holy Spirit as a seal in our lives. And it's my prayer that uh, even as I share, uh, you'll be ministered to and I'll be ministered to as well. What is a seal? A seal is a material. It could be wax, it could be lead, it could be any other material with an individual design stamped into it, attached to a document as a guarantee of authenticity. And we will be talking about authenticity later. But a seal is just that, and, and many of you probably have, uh, have seen uh, what a seal looks like, uh, especially those that work in government. Seals are used uh, to, to, to give authenticity to documentations, um, but also it, it, it kind of offers a way of guaranteeing that what you're looking at is indeed um, the real thing. It's not a fake. And, and, and I believe that even as we speak about the Holy Spirit as a seal, we will look at several aspects of this, but one of them will be the symbol uh, of, of the Holy Spirit as a seal to us. So why is, is a seal a, a symbol of the Holy Spirit? In our reading uh, that Jesse uh, read for us, which was very clear, Apostle Paul uses the image of a seal to convey uh, the Holy Spirit's role in marking us, us with God's ownership. That's the picture that he brings out, the image of that seal. So the Holy Spirit marks us as God's, or God's own people. We are owned by God. There's ownership. God can confidently say, Mike, you belong to me. Jesse, you belong to me. There is that sense of ownership. So in his sealing work, the Holy Spirit communicates deeply in our hearts that we belong to God, that nothing will ever separate us from his love. When you read uh, Romans 8, uh, 35 to 39, it says nothing will ever separate us from the love of Christ. Nothing will ever separate us from the love of Christ. So what does it therefore mean to be sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise. What does that really mean? When we, we think through it, what does it mean to us? 
So to seal is to ratify. It is justification. It is a form of approval. Therefore, an act which is sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise is one which is ratified by the Holy Ghost. It is one which is approved by the Lord, the person who has taken the obligation upon himself is justified by the Holy Spirit in the thing he has done. So in whatever you do, if there is a seal of the Holy Spirit upon that act, it is that one which is approved by the Lord. It is that one which is approved by the Lord. Any person who takes up that obligation upon himself is therefore justified by the Spirit. And so what is it that it means? What does it mean that you are sealed by the Holy Spirit? What does that mean? It means that you have been justified, you've been approved, you have been ratified. Second Corinthians puts it in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a good way as well. Second Corinthians um, chapter 1, verse 21 to 22. If I can read it quickly. It says, Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us, set us, sorry, set his seal of ownership on us and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. So God makes us, you and I, stand firm in Christ because why he has anointed us. He has set a seal of ownership on us and put his spirit in our hearts. You and I, the Holy Spirit dwells in us. You know that the Bible says that our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit. So he has put, he has deposited the Holy Spirit in our hearts. As what? As a guarantee of what is yet to come. There is a guarantee that has been offered there. That there is something that is yet to come. And the Lord is guaranteeing that. He's guaranteeing that. In the ancient world, the seal was uh, usually made by, um, you know, carving the symbol or a name of an important person on a piece of stone or maybe something hard, a substance that is hard. And it was pressed in wet clay or soft wax to leave that impression of, of the person that it represents. And that's how the seals were made. Uh, today, of course, we know that we have seals that are, you know, like metallic, and so they just press it on onto the paper, and you have an impression there. Um, and 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 once you see that um, stamp, it looks like a stamp, but it's impressed within the paper or onto some object. It means there's a seal. Um, in fact, in Uganda and and so many other tribes, I believe. When, uh, when a man goes to uh, the lady's home for introduction, something similar is done uh, where the man places an ring on uh, his um, finger as a mark 
and there's a, a seal, uh, you know, it, it, it's a commitment as they wait for, you know, the ceremony uh, in church. But uh, normally in those uh, cele celebrations, they, he, he places that symbol um, as a seal, as they always say. Um, but even more uh, during the wedding ceremonies at church, we have always uh, had the priest say that uh, they place the ring on the finger as a symbol, uh, you know, or a seal of the marriage and the union. And so all these are symbols. Even the seal that we are talking about is a symbol. But in the essence of the Holy Spirit, the symbol that we're talking about is greater than that. It's alive. It, it, it um, causes us to be um, having a sense of belonging. We belong to the Lord. We belong to someone, you know. What a seal or a document that is, uh, has, has an impression of a seal contains or what it conveys, and I believe this applies everywhere. There are three things that I want to highlight, which will in a way give us an understanding of um, this Holy Spirit as a seal. The first one is authenticity, authenticity. And I mentioned earlier that we'll talk about this. Authenticity is really something that is original, genuine, real, something that is, you know, tested, actual. It, it cannot be disputed. It's something that um, is legitimate. It's legal, it's valid. And so when you have the spirit of, or the seal of the Holy Spirit upon your life, there is that sense of legitimacy, of originality, um, genuineness, undisputed. Um, there is that sense of, of, of I belong. And when we look around us, me and I, and me and you, do you see an authentic, original, genuine Christian? You ask yourself, and this is even to me, do you see an original, an authentic, a, a genuine Christian? I can confidently say that there are a lot of duplicated, photocopied, and fake uh, Christians amongst us um, that are not authentic. And we, we, this is a whole topic on its own, authenticity. There is a lot of dilution into the gospel, into the faith, where you have, you know, all kinds of beliefs, yeah, um, gospel of grace. I, I, I do not have to struggle. I do not have to, uh, you know, always confess my sins because it was done for me. There is a lack of authenticity. But number two is the issue of authority. So the seal gives us um, authority or it gives that documentation or whatever it is that has been sealed, authority. The power or the right to give orders, to make decisions and enforce obedience. It is in a sense, power, jurisdiction, command, control, it's dominance, supremacy, influence, 
you have a leverage, you have an upper hand because you have authority. Um, I've heard people say that power without authority is not power because you, you cannot make the decisions that matter. They give you titles, give you some power, but you don't have the authority. The final authority is with so-and-so. Um, and, and we've had it in many arenas where you are the in charge, you have the power in that area. But when it comes to making the final decision, you have to consult. And that's authority. And that's what the seal means. So in the context of the seal of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit gives us that authority. Luke 10, 19 says, I give you the power to trample, the authority to trample over snakes and scorpions. That authority comes from the Holy Spirit being indwelling in us. Once you acknowledge the Lord, you receive the Holy Spirit, then you have that authority to speak because you have a seal of the Holy Spirit upon your life. But thirdly, there is ownership, the act and state or right of possessing something. When you possess something, when you own something, I believe many of you have purchased uh, uh, property or vehicles, you know, you get a sense of ownership when you get that title, when you get that uh, logbook transferred in your names. That's when you get a sense of ownership. And, and business people know this better. When you have a container that has arrived at the port, it, it is being transported inland, URA will put a seal on it. And from then till the seal is removed by the URA authorized staff, eh? this container belongs to uh, URA. It is, it is them that own it. If they find that it was tempered with, then there will be consequences and you don't want to know what they will be. Similarly, you and I belong to the Lord. Once that seal is put upon each, each one of us, the seal of the Holy Spirit, we are his creation. We are his temple for life. We belong to him. It means that we, we, we only then do that which is of the kingdom, that which he desires for us to do. Not our will, but his will. We begin to understand that we are not our own. We were bought at a price. And so the seal of the Holy Spirit upon our lives is a, a symbol of authority. It is actually authority, not even a symbol. It is authority. It is authenticity. It is ownership. We belong to the Lord. And in our reading today, the Apostle Paul uses the image of a seal to convey the Holy Spirit's role in marking us with God's ownership. That's how he portrays it. In his sealing work, the Holy Spirit communicates. He communicates to our hearts. He communicates to us. And like I said in Romans 8, uh, verse 37, um, he says, no, no, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, 
neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height or depth, nor anything else in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Nothing will separate us. Once he puts that seal upon your life, there is nothing that can separate you from God. The presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives serves as God's mark on us, as well as a guarantee that in belonging to God, we will blossom, will flourish, will bear fruit as we grow in our walk with Jesus. So the Holy Spirit then, as a mark of a seal on us, causes us to blossom, to flourish, to bear fruit, to mature, to grow as we walk because of that seal that he has placed upon our lives. We know that uh, when a manufacturer gives you a guarantee for a specific period on any device or object purchased, it means that they are confident of their product and they are sure that it will pass the test of time. If they say, we give you a guarantee of two years, 10 years, you know, the higher the guarantee, the more um, confident the manufacturer is in their product. And likewise, the seal of the Holy Spirit does this. As long as the mark of God is on you and I, this is a lifetime guarantee that you will blossom, that you flourish as you grow in your walk with Jesus. So each one of us, with the seal of the Holy Spirit upon their lives, there is a guarantee that is given that you will blossom, that your future will blossom, will bear fruit. You flourish as you walk with Jesus Christ in your life. And so even the many that we are on this uh, platform, over 107 people, I believe that what the Lord is saying is that This seal of the Holy Spirit is a guarantee to you that your future, my future, will blossom, will flourish, even as we grow in the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you ever feel lonely sometimes, or do you sometimes have doubts, doubts of faith, you know, God's power? Life in general, do you sometimes even wonder if God loves you? Does he really exist? You know, these are questions that many of us have running the back of their minds. You know, you have that doubt. You're wondering this faith thing, does it really work? Does God have that power? You know, does he even love me? Does he even know that I exist? You know, does he, does he remember me? Because what I'm going through doesn't reflect that. I'm here to say that take comfort and courage today in knowing that you have God's seal on your heart. You have the Holy Spirit's presence, not only as a mark, but also as an assurance that he will never leave you nor forsake you. If there's anything that you take this morning, please take this message. Take comfort. And be courageous, know that you have God's seal on your heart.
the Holy Spirit of God dwells in you, lives in you, if you have acknowledged him as the Holy Spirit, as, as your savior. If you haven't, this opportunity for you to acknowledge him, then the seal of the Holy Spirit will dwell upon your life. Because he provides an assurance that he will never leave you, nor forsake you. Never. The Holy Spirit of promise is the Holy Spirit promised to the saints, or in other words, is the Holy Ghost. This name title is used in uh, connection with the sealing and ratifying of power of the Holy Ghost. That is the power given him to ratify and approve the righteous acts of men so that those acts will be binding earth and in heaven. They are now binding because they have been ratified. And I want to say this, that all covenants, all contracts, bonds, obligations, oaths, vows that we make, or performances, or connections, associations, or expectations, they must be sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise. And if you have taken time to study about uh, covenants and you know, bondages or you know, contracts that were made in the spiritual realm, you realize that uh, it will take the Holy Spirit to reverse any negative covenants or contracts that were made. You cannot just go and say, you know, I reverse this. Just the way if a document has been um, stamped with a seal, you are not going to just go and test it with uh, just saying, I'm, I'm, I'm going to cut off this seal and the document will be, uh, you know, uh, it won't stand the test. No, you have to go into the right legal path to challenge it or whatever it is. And so for this, the contracts, the covenants, the obligations, the vows that we make, these are, they must be sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise. If they have to have that efficacy and virtue or force after the resurrection from the dead, meaning once the resurrection happens, whatever covenants you've made, as long as there is no seal of the Holy Spirit of God upon them, then they are not, they cease to be. All the contracts that are not made unto this end have no end when, I mean, they will end when men are dead. The moment you die, then the contract ends. But one that has the Holy Spirit of God on them will stand the test of time. So to seal is basically ratify, to justify, and to approve. It is to ratify, it is to justify, it is to approve. And that's what the Holy Spirit does in us. He ratifies, he justifies us, and he approves you and I. Amen. We are speaking about the Holy Spirit as a seal. The ratifying seal of approval is put upon an act only if those entering that contract are worthy as a result of the personal righteousness 
to receive the divine approbation or approval. That seal of approval is put on, upon an act only if those entering are standing righteous, are standing righteous in the eyes of God. They are sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise, which is the Father. So, when any ordinance or contract is sealed by the Spirit, it is approved with a promise or a reward, provided unrighteousness does not thereafter break that seal, remove the ratifying approval, or cause the loss of that promised blessing. It means that unrighteousness in our lives will contaminate, it will bring nullification of this seal upon our lives. Because we know that the Holy Spirit will not dwell in a temple that has been defiled. So the, the moment you defile that temple, the moment you provide an environment that is not conducive for the Holy Spirit in terms of living in sin, defiling your body, then that seal is broken. So it is a challenge upon us that we need to live a life that will enable this seal upon our lives, the seal of the Holy Spirit, to continue to uh, remain upon our, our lives. I, I, I want to use this scenario that maybe uh, the men may understand better, but even the ladies will. Um, you know, when you look at the function of a seal in, a, in an engine, a vehicle engine, you know, in, the, in their simplest form, there's normally rubber or that kind of material. And all they do is they retain engine oil and prevent any dirt or contaminants from entering because that, that could damage the engine. And you find them normally where you have metal joining metal and, and their role is really to retain the engine oil, prevent dirt, contamination, which will damage the engine. And this prevents potentially disastrous consequences from different liquids, gases leaking, uh, you know, or mixing or escape, escaping. Uh, things like a gas, if a gas escapes, then, you know, you've heard how there was a leakage, there was a leakage. It means that the seal probably got damaged or wasn't uh, put properly. Um, and so the function of that seal is now to prevent that, that, that uh, disaster from happening, uh, you know, for, from the leakages. Um, and so in the same way, the seal that we are talking about, the seal of the Holy Spirit, in a way is to help me, is to help you to live a life that is not contaminated by sin, that is not going to be... Um, uh, you know, what comes from your, within you is, is something that will build and not destroy. It's something that will encourage and not discourage. So that whatever it is that will cause contamination is kept out. The Holy Spirit protect us, protects us in that sense, to protect us from contamination. You know, we've seen that company seals contain, you know, the company name, uh, you find there the year of incorporation. You find there, um, you know, the 
state in which it was uh, uh, maybe uh, incorporated. And my seal of the Holy Spirit has the name, and the name says that I'm a child of God. I'm the son of the Most High. The year of incorporation is when I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. And the state in which the company was filed is the kingdom of God. That is upon my life and your life, as long as you accept the Lord as your savior. The company seal, in a way, is speaking or is giving us an image of what the Holy Spirit, the seal of the Holy Spirit is in our lives. Think of the corporate seal as an official signature of your company, meaning that now the Holy Spirit, the seal of the Holy Spirit is your signature. Wherever you go, that's the signature that you'll use. You place it wherever you go or you use it wherever you go or you cause it to manifest wherever you go and you'll get a pass of entry because you have that signature, the seal of the Holy Spirit. So similarly, the Holy Spirit is a spiritual signature for everyone that accepts and receives Christ as Lord and Savior. And for every one of us that is on this call, if you haven't gotten that signature, you need that signature. You need to receive that signature. You need to have the seal of the Holy Spirit upon, upon your life. Because there will not be authenticity, as I said earlier. Authenticity will only come when you have the seal of, your Holy, of the Holy Spirit upon your life. If you do not have the seal of the Holy Spirit upon your life, then authenticity is not there. You do not have authenticity in the faith, but also the authority for you to speak, for you to uh, act, for you to do, um, you know, the different um, uh, assignments that you've been given in the kingdom. You need the seal of the Holy Spirit that will give you that authority. But lastly, the ownership. You belong to the Lord. There is that sense of ownership when the seal of the Holy Spirit is upon you. The Lord can confidently say, have you tried my servant Joseph, Job? Sorry. If you remember that story of Job, the Lord said, have you tried my servant Job? Can the Lord speak of you as my servant Michael, as my servant Agnes, Jesse, or, you know, Alan, can the Lord confidently say that? And I believe that that's what the Lord is saying to us, that we need the seal of the Holy Spirit upon our lives in whatever we do, that he may be able to uh, work in us and be able to cause change around us. Let us pray. God, you have sealed our hearts with the Holy Spirit. In our fears and our doubts, may your spirit speak to us. And through us, so that we may know and share the love of Jesus wherever we are.
so that we may have authority, so that we may have authenticity, so that we may have ownership in whatever we do. And so we pray that this spirit of the Lord will continue to dwell in us as a seal, to work in us and through us for the glory and honor of your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Over to you, Jesse. Thank you. Thank you so much, Michael. Amen. We bless the Lord for that sharing. Thank you for bringing this home uh, in a very clear way, uh, helping us to appreciate and understand the significance and the meaning of the Holy Spirit as a seal. I've identified some prayer points that I'd like us to get into before we bring this uh, to a close. I would like us to pray about the Holy Spirit being a guarantee. And you did mention a couple of things there, talking about the fact that, first of all, sometimes we have doubts. And I want us to pray into that because sometimes we lack assurance. Sometimes we are wondering, does God really love me? Has God forgiven me? Is he with me? Does he really care? Or if he cared, would I be going through what I'm going through right now? You know, so I want us to pray into that. And then we shall also pray into the three major blocks that you shared, the, the area of authenticity, the area of authority, and the area of ownership. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. We thank you, Lord, for this morning. We thank you for the lesson and the message that we have heard from Michael. Thank you, Lord, for speaking clearly to us through him. Thank you, Lord, for using him. Not one of the things that uh, you have brought to our attention is the area of the Holy Spirit being an assurance. Lord, there are times when we lack assurance. Sometimes we question whether you even exist. Sometimes we question whether you are with us. Sometimes you question, we question your love. Lord, we wonder if you really loved us, would we be going through what we are going through? But Lord, this morning we are being assured that we are guaranteed that, Lord, you are with us. We are guaranteed that, Lord, we are forgiven. We are guaranteed, Lord, that as long as you are with us, you never leave us, you never forsake us. We thank you, Lord. And, Lord, may you help us to recognize your presence with us at all times because, Lord, you are always with us. Lord, you are Emmanuel, the Lord with us. So, Lord, may you deepen our confidence and assurance. Know that, Lord, you are always with us, that, Lord, you care, that, Lord, you love us, regardless of what is happening around us or in our lives, Lord, you are watching, Lord, nothing happens to us that is an accident to you, Lord, you care and you love us with an everlasting love. Lord, I pray that this guarantee will help us to blossom, will help us to bear fruit in our lives, will help us to flourish for the glory of your name, will help us, Lord, to mature, to grow deeper, and to be encouraged and strengthened in you. Lord, we thank you for that guarantee. Lord, may we never doubt, may we never doubt at any one time that you have left us. Lord, may we, may we never doubt your love. May we never doubt your presence. May we never doubt your forgiveness. Lord, may, may you drive deep assurance through the guarantee of the Holy Spirit. Lord, um, I could also share with us about the area of authenticity. Lord, I pray into the area of authenticity that, Lord, we shall be authentic disciples, that, Lord, we shall be authentic followers of you. 
that, Lord, we shall be authentic in our walk, that, Lord, we shall not merely be fake or duplicate, but that, Lord, we shall be true followers of Christ. Lord, I pray that while there are people out there that masquerade, that pretend, Lord, I pray that we shall be authentic in our walk with you. Let us be authentic even in our doctrine, that, Lord, we shall correctly handle the word of truth. Let us handle this, this, your word authentically. Lord, let us be authentic in our relationship with you, in our walk with you. Let us not be Christians in day and, and, and we do our own things when no one is watching. Lord, help us to walk that walk. Help us to be authentic in the way we do life, in the way we handle our marriages, in the way we relate with others, in the way we were at home, let us not be one thing at church and another thing at home. Let us be authentic at all times. Let us be Christians, people who are authentic in their work with you. Lord, we also pray into the area of authority. Lord, you have given us authority, authority to trample over serpents and scorpions. Authority, Lord, you've given us that authority. Lord, may you help us to exercise that authority, the authority to preach the gospel, the authority to cast out demons. Lord, you have given us authority, but sometimes we do not even recognize it, we do not even use it, or sometimes we even abuse it. May you forgive us why we have abused the authority that you've given us. Help us, Lord, to use this authority to the glory of your name. Lord, as children of God, Help us to demonstrate, to exercise, to utilize and maximize the authority that you've given each one of us as your children. Lord, we also pray into the area of ownership, Lord. We have been brought to the understanding that we belong to you. Lord, we are not our own. We belong to you. And Lord, may you help us on that account to, to honor our bodies. Because, Lord, our bodies are not our own. They are yours. Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so, Lord, may you help us to do that which you, which, which you want us to do. Not what we want, but what you want. Because, Lord, you are our owner. We do not own ourselves. Lord, the area of ownership even drives our giving. Because then we recognize that everything that we have is not ours. You own everything. And so, Lord, you've given us our jobs as stewards even as our businesses are stewards. We are not the directors of these businesses. Much as sometimes we have the titles, but we know that you are the director. We are only the manager. We are stewards. Lord, help us to be responsible stewards because we do not own these things that you've given us. And more or less, more even more importantly, let them not own us, Lord. Lord, may you help us to manage them responsibly. May you help us to bring that, that, that tithe. May you help us to bring that which you have asked that we bring. Understanding and responding to the fact that you own the things that we claim to own. Lord, help us to appreciate that nothing can separate us from you. Help us to understand that we are not our own, but that, Lord, you own us and you own everything that we have. May you help us, Lord, to take this message into application. May you help us, Lord, to grow in assurance. May you, above all, for anyone who is on this call that has not come to your saving grace, Lord, we know that we receive the Holy Spirit when we accept you in our lives. If anyone on this call is not a Christian, if they have not yet received you 
we know that the message of the Holy Spirit cannot sink in because we only receive the Holy Spirit when we accept you as our personal Lord and Savior. And so if there's anyone on this call, Lord, may you bring them to your saving knowledge. May you help them to acknowledge and accept you so that they can partake, they can receive, and they can own this that we have been talking about. Give you thanks, Lord, and we give you praise. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Amen.